0: This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups, and my guest today is Jeff Kozatek. Jeff, thank you for joining us. All ten fingers are still there. <laughs> a magician with both hands in the air. So tell our audience a little bit about Jeff Kozatek, and I and I, you know, I asked you. I said, "Can you can you actually get this in a in a pretty short frame here?" Because I mean, <laughs> everything that I've seen, there's about five hundred things listed. So, uh, I, I'm a guy. I'm a guy, okay. And you have to go to the website to learn more. <laughs>
1: That's really short.
0: Right? <laughs> okay, maybe a little more.
1: <laughs> ah, well, uh, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I'm I'm really excited to be here. Um, who I am? I'm a guy that loves people and art, and uh, I'm married. I've got a couple kids, got a couple dogs, um, and everything everything I do uh, today. Uh, is all driven towards helping people see their intrinsic value and live from that. Now, it was a, a crazy journey to get here. Uh, like you talked about, I've worked in casting. I've produced films and theater, uh, TV and radio spots. I've uh, worked at a booking agency, or owned one. I uh, had an event management company. i uh, worked in photography, uh, <laughs> a little bit of acting, voiceover, I've sold some paintings around the country, but it's but all of that was was under the, the lens of art and people. And so it was really difficult to, to pick one thing because my parents said, find something you love to do and make that your job. So I said, yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's fun.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Squirrel. That's,
1: fun too. <laughs> that's right. Body yeah. object. Yeah. And, um, and and I'm very much a, a, of a waffle brain. I get I get very tunnel focused. So if I'm doing something, I'm I'm all in, and and that that's that's all I see. But, um, that's that's my that's the last 20 plus years of my life. Uh, now it's very much about speaking, coaching, and writing books.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Shameless plug already. <laughs> did did I do that? <laughs> well we'll circle back on that for sure so i mean you i think you left out like four or five things that you know as i'm trying to make bullet points as you're as you're listing i mean there's there's one one really creative i think part of your of your whole genre that you left out and you do a little juggling you do a little i mean i've seen oh, yeah. of you riding a unicycle on stilts you know, no, 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 those,
1: those, are, those are two separate things. Well, there's, yeah, not, no stilt
0: unicycle riding. Unicycle, <laughs> we don't, we don't do, we don't do yeah, kids do not try this at home. No, brain no professional.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. There's, there's a big juggling component and MC work. <laughs> See, See, I told
0: you, I, t- I told you there was no chance you were going to be able to, to cram this in. But so interestingly, my next question is even going to be more difficult for you. So.
1: But 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 just to clarify, you asked who I was. You did not ask what I did. All exactly of that stuff is out there. That's a that
0: good is, clarification.
1: That is not that is not
0: me. That is a good clarification, and I think maybe you're going to touch on this in your book. <laughs> I pulled up book. might insert book on video. Uh, <laughs> there we go. So you and I are stepping on an elevator in a in a building that's got about 25 floors there in St. Louis, and we hit the button. We're going up to the top because that's where my office is at the, at the top of the building. So, give me your uh, give me your business elevator pitch in the next say 30 to 45 seconds. Well,
1: well, are, are we riding the express elevator or are we riding a, a parking garage
0: elevator? Well, are, are you hitting buttons so it's so it's going to be <laughs> You're going slow? Oh, it's much right.
1: <laughs> Yeah. Oh, elevator pitch of what I do right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, and what's I, your primary primary service that you provide? Uh,
1: uh, my primary service is keynoting. I, I go in, I help people see their intrinsic value and move out. Uh, I, I believe you can't give what you don't have. And all of business is built on people, no matter what business you're in. And if, you're, if you want to provide good customer service, if you want to have teams that that work well together um, if you want vision so you're all driving towards the same same direction uh, I believe that all comes back down to value and so that's what I do I help people see that and I usually start with c-suite and uh, move on down to
0: so how how much time is do you actually spend more on, uh, say, the keynote speaking, speaking in advance, speaking for companies versus maybe one-on-one coaching right now? Uh,
1: the keynotes is primarily what I'm
0: doing. And uh, coaching feeds out of these keynotes from time to time, or yeah. is these, this is a completely different?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of my coaching clients from the from the speaking uh i still get i still do a little bit of the entertainment so i'll get some coaching clients there right primarily it's it's the keynotes and um and then the coaching is over here and then of course we always have the (laughs) follow-up
0: so so what was the what was kind of the transition point that that you were in more the entertainment field and then you went into maybe keynote in the corporate side of things i mean how what was the what was kind of the the uh, the catalyst for that transition? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked. <laughs> there I was. I
1: when writing a book. Right, writing a book. No, no, this this comes later. <laughs> no, as a as a kid, I had picked up a message that that I was not worth anything unless I did something. Mm. If I showed up on the honor roll, or if I performed well in sports, or if I was uh, doing a play at school, if I was singing in choir, or if I created a piece of art that won attention, then I got, then people looked at me. If people noticed me and, and paid attention. But if, if I wasn't doing anything, everybody looked away. So I got really used to seeing the backs of people's heads. Mm. And so I thought, okay, well, what can I do to 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 make myself valuable, make myself worthy of somebody else's time, and so that led me into this career performing. Because when you do a show, it's generally polite to sit and watch, and then and clap at the end. Exactly, really, really, really good. Um, and like I mentioned earlier, my my parents always said, find something you love to do, make that your job. So I found ways to. Earn value through performing, through video, through art. Uh, and at one point, uh, I had a video production company, a photography company, and I had a performing company. And I was also married. And I had two kids, mm-hmm. and I could not grow any of my businesses beyond where they were. There's just no time. And so everybody said, "Jeff, you need to focus."
0: I don't. I don't understand.
1: <laughs> I think and, you
0: define that differently in your book.
1: Right, right. <laughs> but they're like, you need, you need to pick one thing. And I said, I, I can't do that because I love all of this stuff. How, how It's like picking a child. Just pick mm-hmm. your favorite child. Yeah, exactly. Favorite child. I can't pick my favorite thing. All of this is me. And uh, I was on a radio interview with this guy, Jeff, and um, in between takes, he said, I could help you out with that, the whole focus thing. I said, No, you can't. And he said, I could help you out in an hour, maybe two. And I just looked at him. I'm like, I've spent five years trying to find the focus. He said, No, no, give it a shot. So we met, and within an hour, I had a new lens. It went from art and people down to helping people find their intrinsic value. And and then teaching anybody that wants to learn through speaking, through coaching, through the books, uh, providing some online content. And so that happened uh, about five years ago. And once I had this new filter, I could say, oh, yeah, photography, that's a hobby. I can put that over here. Right. I might write a check every so often, but it's a hobby. The video stuff, that's a hobby. Performing, that's really where it's at. And so I was able to to finally step into that and say, okay, why do I really love performing so much? It's not just about the laughter. It's about creating a place for for you, my audience, to feel safe. Take the mask off you wear every day to survive and just be you. And not only that, but feel safe enough to have a genuine laugh next to somebody you don't even know. Right. Right. And so the more I camped in there, I thought, oh, this is great because I'm meeting people as they are, not as they pretend to be, but it was only lasting for 45 minutes. Then you have to go back to the rest of your life. Exactly, yeah. I thought maybe there's a way to help more because this is what I'm about. So I started speaking on value by covering concepts like leadership and teamwork and communication, uh, getting things done with grit. And then I thought, okay, well maybe we could take it a step further Maybe we can uh, get certified in life coaching. So not only do I give you the tools, but then I can help walk with you to create that sustainable change and not am mm-hmm. out of a job. Because the goal is that you keep running and then I, I am helping another person.
0: All right, And then almost a situation where you would ask them to, you know, whatever you're learning, you know, go teach. <laughs> Someone as well that's yeah. kind of part of the whole process but i got to, i've got to camp on two quick questions that, that you mentioned and and if i don't ask them now i'll probably forget them but you so, you mentioned your parents a couple of times i am interested to to see what uh what work were they in that <laughs> would would lead them to say you know follow your passion because that's that's that was so um, really antithetical to you know to that that generation and you know, yeah. people, and even you know, I, I mean, you know, I'm in a I'm in a generation ahead of you, I think. So, but the idea that says, you know, there weren't many many parents who were telling kids, you know, say in the '80s, you know, hey, just follow your passion. No, or even early '90s. I mean, what? So I,
1: I really I don't know how to answer your question. My uh, my father was a, uh, a wholesale uh, manufacturers rep for a commercial. Uh, uh, plumbing supplies. And my mom uh, at the time was, uh, what was she doing? She was a, a secretary over at a, at a chiropractic office, but then she ended up staying home and and raising uh, me and my brother. So uh-huh. um, I'm not really sure where the idea of find your dream and go chase it came from, but I but I will say <laughs> about five years ago, I was talking to my mom and she said, uh, she she remembered having a conversation with my friend's mom where the mom asked my mom, how much longer are you going to let Jeff uh, run down this road <laughs> before you reel him in and tell him this theater thing, this acting thing is not going to not gonna go anywhere. And my mom's response was, we're going to support him as long as this is what he wants to do. Wow. And when he changes his mind, then, then we'll go there. And I thought, I was like, mom, you wait till now to tell me. <laughs> like, do you have any idea how impactful that could have been when I oh, was yeah. here? So, yeah. so I want to encourage anybody that's watching, if you've got or listening, if you have kids and they've got a dream and you're having these conversations and you're standing up uh, and, and fighting for your children out here, it's okay to share that
0: absolutely yeah and the fact that i mean i would i would uh be interested to know how many times you may have shared that story even from the stage you know i mean just the and if you haven't it's probably going to go into the into the presentation now it's going to be slide number 14 of <laughs> right, insert, insert note here the second question i had was the was around the the whole issue of focus so yeah you know, so many creatives are so um, they kind of thrive off variety, and you know, just I mean, it's it is the shiny object sin- syndrome, but it's not it's not necessarily a negative because they are so good at so many things, and and they are you know they are so broad, and can can you know learn skills quickly. And um, have you had or have you found it difficult to transition to a little more narrowly focused? um, view the last say, you know, since that coach said, Hey, I can help you focus or do you have enough variety in say the hobby side of things or the side hustle side of things or whatever that it still keeps your interest? Because you don't strike me as somebody that that would find just one thing and just, you know, really double down on it and just, you know, say, okay, this is it. This is what I do. I don't do anything else.
1: (laughs) That's a, that's a loaded question. There's a lot there.
0: Um, <laughs> take it however direction you want whatever direction you want to take it. Uh,
1: focus. Uh, where, so a, as, a, as a creative uh, and as somebody who's, who, who took the message that I didn't have value unless I did something, uh, I closely aligned who I was with what I was doing. So right. My art was me. My art did not come from me. Come from me. It was it was who I who I was. So to cut something out meant to cut out a piece of who I am.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: And and I I couldn't that that made no sense to me. It wasn't until I read Seth Godin's book uh, The Icarus Deception, and I and I read his line: "You are not your art. Mm. Your art comes from you, but it's not it's not you." Yeah. And, and if I care what you think about my art, and you don't like it, I can go make new art tomorrow. From. And if I don't care, then uh, end of conversation. Right. But the idea is that the, the the feedback is about the art. It's not about it's not about me, the human being. So prior to meeting with uh, with Jeff, there was no focus because all of it was me. Uh, since then, realizing that what I do comes from who I am. It, it, you know, you ask me who I am. I'm not going to tell you, well, I'm an entrepreneur. And that's exactly. What I mean. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I do. It's not who I am. I feel like I'm beating um, the horse. But the focus for me now is zeroing in on what, uh, what my purpose is. And that, that's helping people. Now, I still get creative. I still have online videos uh, to help people um, take, a, take a deeper dive. Uh, I still do photography to help augment some of my presentations. Uh, I'll still paint and I'm still right. Uh, but now it's, it's. Um, I like to call it rotating the crops. Have you ever heard of that?
0: I absolutely. I'm a Midwesterner, <laughs> of course I have.
1: <laughs> right, right. So like if you've got these three fields, I, I found uh, a long time ago, if I'm juggling, uh, if my juggling season is uh, June through May, or no, June through August, Mm-hmm. and that's when I'm primarily working. Then in September and October and November, uh, I, I'm doing more video work. So I, I, I rotate the field, so I might have burned this out, and now I'm over here and I'm working this field, where this field grows back. And then I move from video over to uh, photography or, or writing, and then I come back over to judgment. And so I was able to keep it going because I I, I rotated
0: the crop. Right. No, that makes perfect sense, and, I, and I, I mean, I knew that. You know, if I if I laid the groundwork for you, I knew you could unpack that, and and it's a perfect segue into what I want to talk about the next. And that that's just there's a there's a few things that you mentioned in your book that I want to I just want to ask you about. Just, um, it's a it's a great book, and thank you for sending this before the before our chat today. But it's called Blueprint for Value, and it's fifty two habits to discover and strengthen your personal worth. And the whole, the basic premise is, you know, just establishing, like you mentioned, the PWA, your personal worth account. And so, the things that I wanted to to ask you about, um, the first thing I want to do is I I want to just read one line. On, it's on page four, and it, it's not that I just got to page four in the book. I mean, that was the thing I underlined, but no it, rush, this no one rush. really really hit me, and it said. As your feeling of personal worth increases, so does your energy to pursue your dreams and live a boldly authentic life. They create a sustainable loop feeding each other. I have never thought about it that way, about the, the connection between um, the, how you feel about maybe yourself and the energy that is required to pour into something that you're passionate about. I mean, what a what a great connection, and that that's the that's page four of the book. Um, you want to unpack that just a little bit? I mean, where did that come from?
1: No, I just I'll just leave it. Just let it see
0: yeah, I, I don't think I can say it any better than I wrote it right there. I mean,
1: uh, I I feel like uh, I believe that everybody uh, has a purpose, and when we lock into that purpose. Uh, there, there is a, there is an energy, and there is a drive, and there is a passion that that wakes up,
2: yeah,
1: and, and and keeps us moving forward. I feel like if we are operating outside of that purpose, things can get a little tricky, and rough, and exhausting. <clears throat> when, uh, for 15 years, I did 300 to 350 shows a year as mm. a performer, on top wow. of. The videos and the photography and being a, a husband and, and a father um and, and that was exhausting now the book uh <laughs> i just published this in august of, of 2018 and i had spent uh several years beforehand putting together all of my notes mm-hmm. and, uh in, in uh, march of 2018, I kind of put together like the general outline. <clears throat> but then I was stuck. And it wasn't until a friend stopped by and said, Jeff, I can help you. That's all he said. I can help you. And I went, Great. Let me send you the first 13 habits, review those. And I got those off in, in one night. And then the next night I finished out the rest of the book, maybe maybe two nights, and get that to him before he gave me any any feedback at all. But the 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 belief that somebody else had in me, in what I was doing, <laughs> made me feel like I could step into that and, and accept it, and, yep. and and own it. And once I made that shift, it didn't matter how many shows I had going on during the day or what was happening with the kids. I had I was just ready to go, and it and it felt really good. When I was finished, I wasn't exhausted. Right. I was more awake the next day than I was the previous
0: few weeks. And but they, but he played a role, a key role in that that said, you know, was another catalyst in your life that said, hey, you know, I, I can help you with this. And even just saying that may have been the help you needed. You know, yeah. may not not the act of reviewing or editing or giving feedback or whatever, but actually just saying that to kind of get you, you know, over that next hurdle. But um, let, me, let me ask you about a couple of other things that I've kind of, you know, highlighted here um i love the one about number 10 said the grace of gray it says making an attempt regardless of the outcome is valuable i mean these are all valuable but i i mean these are these are just there are just two or three here that that as i was reading through this that just really you know kind of were i thought very insightful and just kind of stuck out um the other one was was uh weeding you know it's how okay. many times have you heard of the idea that if it's not a resounding yes, it's a no you know you you can be drawn in so many different areas you can you can fill your fill your garden with so many things and you you we rarely prune you know we we rarely prune our clothes we rarely prune our stuff yeah. you know it's just how do you how do you kind of get the noise out of your life so you can actually see the things of value and
1: and that uh, that's really hard when you find your value in something external, you. yeah if you're not staying on intrinsic value if you're looking for it out here in what you do um you you can't let go of that it's like when people were asking me to focus when all of my art was a piece of me you might as well just ask me to cut off my arm right or my leg right and you know right now uh i'm i'm transitioning uh, out of the uh, the entertainment business and and trying to to close down the juggling Jeff stuff. No, still do still do a, a few gigs here and there, but really pour my time in the core authenticity and where I'm going as a speaker of mm-hmm. coach, because I, I'm at this spot now where where I've where I've got to weed, and and juggling Jeff has been my uh, my identity or my All right uh, my name for for 20 years. All right. And it's it's been great, and I and I I. I'm extremely grateful for everything that that's allowed me to do and, and who it's allowed me to meet, But now it's time to shut that down so that we can start the next year. And I can only do that if I remember that the value is inside, it doesn't come from outside. Right. It's right. really interesting though, because my son, um, hopefully he won't, <laughs> do, okay. but uh, we were talking the other day about how I was, I was switching businesses and he goes, but dad, uh, I'm your son. Apparently, he gets street cred at his school
0: being <laughs> the son of Judge <laughs> yeah. Can I like, still wear the T-shirt, Dad?
1: <laughs> right, right. And he was like, "If you don't do that, you know, what? How is this gonna play out?" And I was so excited because, as a kid, my father had one job the entire time, so yeah. I never um, make a transition. And and now I've got an opportunity to talk with my son about. Uh, how (laughs) what I do comes from who I am and it's Mm -hmm. okay to course correct it's okay to make changes that's not the same thing as quitting or
0: failing no doubt no doubt and I that I love that distinction It, it reminds me a little bit I mean I don't I don't certainly never want to put words in your father's mouth but I mean that may be one of the uh you know the impetus for him saying that to you it because he was in one thing his entire life and maybe he gave up on a dream or two, you know, to sacrifice for the family type thing. And, he, you know, and, and said, you know, I, I can live vicariously through, you know, my son here. If I, if I can encourage him to follow his passion, but there's, there's one other thing I want to, i want to touch on real quick in the book and this is number 45 and it's called pay once.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I like that one a lot. I, Can you, is there a reason that you included this? Is there a, and I, you don't have to share any, you know, but is there, is, was this an area that you personally struggled with of, is it self-forgiveness? Is it, you know, or an idea that says, you know what, pay for this one time. We all make mistakes, own it, make it right and move on or whatever the, you know, the steps were that you mentioned, you know, specifically, but this whole idea, I mean, how many times do we get, we get caught in this, you know, cycle of just self defeat and self, you know, um, it reminds me of, you know, even guys in the Middle East that, you know, take the chains and hit themselves on the back, you know, as part of their religious ritual of just continual punishment over and over and over again, you know, Um, I, I just really loved that that uh, you know, and I also showed you. I read the whole thing because I got right to the end there. and found a note there. So, but um, <laughs> what what is uh Let's unpack that really quickly.
1: Well, uh, we live in a culture that uh, where, where mistakes are not okay, um, and and if somebody makes a mistake, we usually Snapchat that, mm. spreads all over the place, and and we like to point fingers at other people and point out their faults as a way to uh, move ourselves above them or point out the faults of another product that you buy my product. Yeah. I mean it is very much fault driven. And as a as a person, I make mistakes daily. <laughs> and and I, I have had a tendency to make a mistake and then relive that mistake over and over mm. and over and over again like oh yeah well remember that time when I, I treated that that woman poorly like, yep
2: that's me that's
1: that's, that's that's not me that was a mistake it happened and if there there needs to be uh, reconciliation there then then you do that and, and, and move forward right if I if I drop a ball in the middle of a, of a presentation or um, if I say something wrong to my kids, um, and and they, oh my gosh, they're going to be emotionally scarred for the rest of their life because <laughs> I did this one thing. They're not a human being capable of uh, of making adjustments or seeking out help. Nope, nope, they're an object. I messed them up. Mm. That's me. I will never let them go. Wow,
0: that, but a, yeah. I mean, what a great that, distinction. That,
1: yeah, that, that puts us in this victim mindset. And that's
0: not healthy. I mean, I knew there would there would be a reason that you know this, this just wasn't a list of things that you learned in a seminar somewhere and you just included them in the book. I mean, every one of these 52 you've probably lived out it's in some form or fashion. Uh, and and I've walked them out and and you know kind of wrestled with them, so to speak, you know. Can
1: I tell you what my favorite one is? Yeah. Yes. It's 52. Habit number fifty-two is hashtag wash your brain. And I think that is uh one of the most important habits, if not the most important habit in the book. And I think that dovetails on on what we were just talking about. Yeah. You get a lot of messages out there that say, You are not enough. You need this, you need that. Look at uh look at what you're lacking. And then uh it's it could be really easy to adopt what Carol DeWitt calls a, a fixed mindset. Right. They, this is this is what it's always been. This is what it will be. Why should they even bother showing But if you think about it, I think uh, Zig Ziglar talked about you know you wash your hands once, you have to wash them again. Yes, because your hands are clean now they're dirty. Uh, you brush your teeth once, you brush them again. Yes, teeth got dirty. I think the same thing holds true with our brain and how we think about our things, and how how we think about life. Uh, we can we can get cleaned up and think, okay, yeah, I have intrinsic value. On a scale of 1 to 10, I am a 10. I am always a 10. But our perception of that will change on a moment-to-moment basis. Maybe I'll start perceiving myself as a 7 or, or a 2. Or a, mm. the first time I did this exercise, I was a negative. And mm. I, I refer to the, the perception as your personal worth. Account. And that's why we need to build that up because that, that can change. The intrinsic value doesn't. Right. That personal worth kind of goes up or down. Right. And, and so I think you have to hashtag wash your brain every day pouring into your, your PWA to, to keep your perception um, to match reality.
0: Well that's a that's a great segue into our this is the final segment of our of our uh, time together here. Um, want to wrap up and just give you time at this is our segment we call the kind of the rising tide micro course segment that is, you know, just two or three points that you want to just touch on that kind of leads people into, you know, um, gives them a real clear understanding of, of, you know, the services you provide, um, things that they may want to consider. Um, but uh, this, this time is yours and you label it however you want to label it and, and give us the three points in the next couple of three minutes and, and we'll wrap up and, and uh, just let, let you add whatever else you want to add at the end. So take it away.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, hey, uh, Jeff Kostek here on Rise of Tide and um, uh, I speak on value. Uh, there are a lot of people out there that, uh, like me, they're they're chasing the the next the next object. Now we got to go over here. Now we have to get this. Now we have to do that. Now we have to get this. And and they're they're never present. Um, as a as a kid, I loved baseball. Wanted to play baseball. Uh, then I had somebody steal that dream from. Uh, years later, I would get a chance to throw out the first pitch at a St. Louis Cardinals baseball game. Super excited! I'm finally on the mound where I always wanted to be as a kid. I'm throwing out a pitch. Granted, dressed as a wizard, but I'm throwing out the pitch. <laughs> I'm having a great time. And and then I move on to the next thing. The only reason I know that I did that and that I was having a good time is because there were photos taken of the moment. And mm. I'm smiling. At the time, my value was totally tied to what I did. Right. I am the entrepreneur. I am the artist. I am the performer. I'm the producer. And so it was just... What's the next step? What's the next step? And I was never able to just relax and really enjoy the moment and the experience. And and frankly, I, I, that frustrates me. Mm. I'd love to be able to go back and do that over. So what I want to do is help people be present, not only uh, their business, but in their, their personal relationship with their spouse, with their kids. And so I do that through keynotes. I do that through one-on-one coaching and uh, some books.
0: That's me. So, if you had to, if you had to speak to somebody and in specifically about finding their value, you you kind of touched on it in that in that quick summary there. So the, I mean, what's the first thing? Is it is it living in the moment? Is it is it, uh, you know, understanding where you are versus, you know, you just kind of, you're always on to the next thing. Is it being present in the moment? What, how would you describe those?
1: The, the, the first step towards finding intrinsic value? Yeah,
0: just your own, your worth, your yeah. value.
1: It would be it would be through engagement. Um, I often talk about the four E's of engage, equip, empower, and encourage. And I would say the first step is to engage in self. It's like the, the mirror gate in the never-ending story. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie, but there's a there's a point in the film where the where the, the hero, Atreyu, approaches this gate, and off in the distance, you have uh, Falkor, the, the, the luck dragon, and uh, the old wise sage, and they're watching, and the uh, Falkor says, oh, this will be super easy. He's got this. And the old wise sage says, oh, no, no. This is where people are confronted with their true selves, and most men run away screaming. Like that, that piece of truth, uh, I think is is universal. Most people won't take time to engage with themselves and take an honest look at what's going on. I want to encourage people to take that step with courage. If if you need somebody to walk with you, there are coaches out there, uh, counselors, therapists. You know, take a look, figure out who you are as a human being, apart from what you do, apart from your um, failures, apart from your successes, and mistakes, all of that. Who are you just as a human being? What do you value? And what are you here to do? And how are you here to do it? The vision and mission thing. It starts there. And then from there, you take off. You equip yourself with what you need to to, to, to move forward, to succeed, to take risks. And, And then you empower yourself. You give yourself a chance to make mistakes without judgment because you know that the mistake is not who you are, and you can always pick
0: up Well, Jeff, those are outlined probably in much more detail in your book, Blueprint for Value. So where can somebody get a copy of your book right now?
1: Uh, They can get a copy on my website, coreauthenticity.com.
0: Okay, we will list that in the in the show notes. And Jeff, it's it's been a true pleasure just having you on today. Thank you for taking the time on a Saturday morning. And
2: yeah. could I throw out
1: just one? Sure, pack? sure. Maybe, two? Yeah. Uh, a while back, uh, my friend, uh, another magician or a magician, said to me, Jeff, it's not about being the best juggler or the best magician or the best actor or the best businessman or the best or whatever it's about showing up to give to the audience and receive that's it he's like from that excellence in your product and services will come but if that's if that's the number one goal it, it, it'll never be enough and it won't work it completely shifted how I look at entertainment at the and how I look at business it's so easy to see, to say that you know our business is all about the bottom line we have to do this. And we've got to do that. We have to hit all of our deadlines, and we miss the human interaction. And we've got something to give to everybody. We have something to learn from everybody. I had somebody twenty years younger than me teach me how to write a human cycle. <laughs> you know, and I would have missed that if I thought, no, I have all the answers. You've got nothing to teach me, child. Like that's that, that's crazy. So that 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 one message. It's not about being the best. It's about showing up to give and receive. Uh, has allowed me to take my products and my services to the next level, add another level of excellence to that, and be open and receptive to hear uh, what's going on with other people. people that-
0: well, thank you for uh, for wrapping up uh, with a just a, one more nugget of gold at the end. Um, you know, this, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed going through the book and, and just having this time we spent this morning. And I just encourage people to follow up, follow the links that are going to be in the show notes and and just engage with Jeff and, um, you know, get his book. It's a it's a it's a very short read, but it it's not designed to be just read very quickly. It's designed to be read over a, a series of time. And it clearly outlines you know early in the book on how to how to best use this this resource. But Jeff. Um, on behalf of all the listeners of Rising Tide, I just want to thank you for taking time this morning and just really playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Have a great day. Thanks. Go Rising Tide! <laughs>